0: Welcome to the Aligned Podcast, hosted by Jess, spiritual medium and intuitive healer, and Allie, intuitive astrologer. A conversation between friends sharing our experiences as we navigate a purposeful life aligned, rooted in earth and guided by our intuition. Together, we'll talk about what it's like to be in flow with the universe, sharing the tools and wisdom that we've used to access our intuition, trust the pings, bring forth healing into our daily lives. You were born with this innate ability to tap into your inner wisdom. We'll discuss how to clear the fears, limiting beliefs that keep you from accessing your highest potential. Our intention is to provide support and create a community for anyone curious about their own spiritual path, regardless of where you're at in your journey. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Align podcast. This is Allie.
1: Hey guys, this is Jess. <laughs>
0: you can see us today.
1: <laughs> We're attempting to please the masses today and give you guys some video content yeah, from behind is, the scenes. <laughs>
0: which is so awkward for us both, or for me. I look like a, I don't, I don't know how to get these headphones off of here. Basically, Matt helped me set this new microphone up and I'm like, I don't know how to get the headphones off. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> and it's always fun looking at yourself in the computer, but it is we'll get through this, but you look we beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So do you, <laughs> my blue blockers. I got my blue blocker glasses on. I've been trying to wear them more because I've been on the computer so much and I realize it helps because my eyes have been like so strained and I'm like, Oh, this actually does help. I thought it was yeah. like a little bit of a gimmick, but it does help. I know. I'm realizing that too. I
0: can't find any that I like. Um, but I've noticed at night I'm getting
1: headaches and I think it's from straining, you know, mm-hmm. and my mindless scrolling. I've been doing that a lot yeah. of that lately. I've been very, um, it's been fun. I've been kind of like falling into like TV shows and yeah reels. I have to give it to people. They are so creative. These reels. I am. I like laugh hysterically. <laughs> I'm like, man, some of these people are so creative. I'm like, no. I'm inspired, I have to be honest with you. For a while I was kind of annoyed with all the dancing. I was like, "Oh my god, stop with the dancing." Yeah. But now like I feel like people are getting they're really like funny with like the the quick screen switches and like the music drop out and I'm like, "Gosh, yeah. people are clever." I know I can, how long do they does it take them to do that stuff? I don't know cuz I get worn out just by putting a picture with a <laughs> <the> reel.
0: <laughs> it would take me years to do like one TikTok. I'd be like, <laughs> you know, but I they know.
1: Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, but pretty cool. Anyways, yeah. I miss you. It's good to see I your face. I miss you
0: too. Everyone's an influencer these,
1: these days. I know.
0: I guess you know. we are too now. <laughs> Apparently. I'm like, Apparently I we we're know.
1: here to influence you behind the scenes.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know why anybody would be interested. I, I was on a walk today and I re- like looked at myself in the mirror before I left. I was like, I look like a, a gnome. Like I look so just silly and weird. And I'm like, I'm surprised anybody listens to me. (laughs) (laughs) Were you wearing your clogs? I was, I was wearing, I was wearing like my, I don't know if you've seen my Hoka tennis shoes. They look like grandma shoes.
1: Oh no. But I have two girlfriends that are obsessed and they wear them everywhere. And when we're walking so comfortable, they're like
0: walking on air. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I use, I walk our loop in our neighborhood and it's like a three mile loop and it's, um, been raining recently. So it's so nice, but, I I was wearing those and like these sweatpants and then my little hat.
1: Oh, I can see why you thought you looked like a
0: gnome. It's all making
1: sense now. I'm like a gnome in hookahs. Hmm. But when you just whipped out that hat, it made so much sense.
0: Such a dork. But um, yeah, it was Uh, so funny. And uh, I did get some cute clogs from Free People, though they haven't arrived yet, but.
1: I did some damage with some free people. I have ordered another pair of hiking boots because I left my other ones, my go-tos in the desert and we're leaving Um, for mammoth this weekend and I need hiking boots. So I was able to find some on Zappos that are going to come tomorrow. Thank you Zappos. And then, um, I did some damage on free people. Good damage. Yeah. Lots of cute sets. (laughs) You always look so good in the sets. (laughs) I mean, they know how to show up. They know how to show up with those sets. I got cute sweater sets, and oh yeah. So I'm looking forward to like the turning of weather and being cozy and looking like I'm in pajamas all the time.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling the huga, like the nesting, so much this year. I feel like the winter, honestly, is my favorite season. Mm -hmm. I've never like really come to terms with that, but my favorite month is maybe a tie between October or December. But I just I love it so much. And I'm like I too. I just want to nest. I want to be like in a little hole and just I've been similarly like I've been working so much that I when the day's over, I just watch the crown and I'm just,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> just I just know connected. there's so much good stuff in there. Cause it was for a while where I was like, I couldn't watch TV because it was just too Same. I was so sensitive, you know, at the height of 2020. I think with just the frequency of fear in the collective, like, you know, uh, compounded with you know, the the overstimulation of television, I just couldn't do it for a long time. And so now I'm like enjoying some of these shows and enjoying like hanging out with the family and doing the movies and all of the things. Yeah. And it's weird. It's, you know, when I was training, I remember teachers would be like, Oh, try to quiet the mind and you'll become more like attuned and psychic. I feel like I'm more psychic with all this extra noise, not <laughs> explain it. I'm yeah. like, this is so interesting. I never really understood that, you know, but I, I, now that I actually think about it, though, I had a teacher, she would walk around and like bang pans together while you were doing readings. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, ugh, ugh, ugh. and she would do it on purpose with intention because she was like, if you can understand that you could read through anything, like any disruption, like you'll be the best reader. Like you won't get distracted. Yeah. And but it used to really mess up my nervous system when I first started doing it. <laughs> yeah.
0: But well, any banging, my like my nervous system is so sensitive. Yeah. It's, that's that is the theme of 2022 for me. My nervous system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like any of those like shrill noises or um it, it's I'm just so sensitive and but I do. I remember um, Shaman Dirk talking about that. It's like he'll go to concerts and he'll try to to drop in, you know, mm-hmm. when he's there. And I'm like,
1: that's true. Like, it's it's a way to to condition, really, you know. Yeah. I used to walk my clients through um, placing themselves in a ball of glass, mm-hmm. and they would go through because they would always go to like these big concerts and festivals. And they were like, it's just so overstimulating. I'm like, I know the thought of that just gives me anxiety. Like I have no desire to be in a crowd of thousands of people like that to mm-hmm. me, it sounds like my worst nightmare, but yeah, I do understand that there's people that really enjoy that. Like they love being in that, but they also get energetically drained. And so I would teach them how yeah. to float through the crowd through a ball of glass and an, an invisibility cloak and they were like, "Oh my god, it works." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah it does. It does." Yeah, the it's camouflage and nice. the glass.
0: I tell people to do that when um in airports. And yeah, school, you know? yeah. Yeah. But it's it's some people recharge in group and around <laughs> people and some people I'm like I'm an introvert so I recharge alone and if you have 12th yeah. house placement. Yeah, we and you, you know? and I have 12th house yeah. stuff.
1: so it's like leave me alone.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally like Matt had a shoot today and I
1: was like, yes, you're like it's gonna be for three days. <laughs> yeah, like goodbye. I swear the universe is really clever because it's in those moments where I just like need t- quiet time. Cause you know, Paul, he's the exact opposite when he's like feeling his feels, he wants everybody to be around him. And I'm mm-hmm. the opposite where I'm like, I just need a little bit of time to myself. It doesn't, it doesn't need, like, I don't need that much time, but I just need a little bit of time where I'm like, Oh, And every single time I start to feel that Paul's like, oh my God, I have to go to the desert. There's a storm coming or, you know, and I'm like, okay, bye.
0: (laughs) So he's been gone for two
1: days. (laughs) So nice to just have space. I know. But this hibernation time is really, it's a yummy time for me. I always go um, into more like, you know, going more within uh, as per usual, but then also it's just like that hibernation feeling that I love. It reminds me of the bear. And mm-hmm. so I like these, this time of month too. I used to really love the summer and now I'm like, Ooh, I, I can breeze through summer and I, I I can't wait to feel chilly. Same.
0: Yeah. My whole system has shifted. I feel like it's, um, it's just like leaning more into my roots and like my Nordic roots that are mm-hmm. it's like the Huga, you know, and, and embracing that. And I just feel like the more, yeah, the, the more I, I'm move along i feel like i even thought this today i was like i don't know if southern california i don't know if i can do it in the summer anymore it was just brutal in like mm-hmm. august and september and I was like maybe i just go away for those months you know somewhere yeah. cold
1: but- well i mean when i met you you were traversing through blizzards
0: i know i Cross love country
1: it. and sleeping in your car with a <laughs> knife in your glove box
0: i still have that <laughs> knife in there
1: yeah I'm like, you were like the ice princess and I'm like, Oh my God, you're crazy. Like, you remember when you drove all the way up to, I think it was Oregon, right? Or Washington, Washington,
0: all the way up to the San Juan Strait and the the Olympic peninsula. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Through all the blizzards and snow. And yeah, Yeah. you are, you are a little snow princess for sure. Snow, just don't put, just don't put skis on her feet.
0: (laughs) I, I love skiing too, but I just don't like the scary ones. You know, <laughs> the last time you went skiing or snowboarding with us, remember, you're like, I got to get off this mountain. <laughs> yeah. I had a panic attack on the, um, on the, the gondola, Kid, the kiddie slope. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I took a gummy. Yeah, that we was did. Take a gummy. Yeah, yeah,
1: we did. It was like, oh God. That was like our attempt at like, we don't want to drink. We're just going to take a gummy, relax. And then it was just like, it was just, I think it was a little too strong. I've been really sensitive lately. I don't know if you've noticed anything like that, but I'm not like somebody who wants to drink all the time anymore. Like I used to love to go out and drink, but every now and again, like everyone's like, Oh, let's go do something, you know, the holidays. And I'm like, Oh, I don't really want to be drinking. So I'm like, Oh, just take like a a quarter of a gummy, like a five milligram, a quarter of a five milligram. (laughs) And I'm mm-hmm. like, it, it was just too much. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? So I'm like, okay, this Same. just tells me my body is way too sensitive for this right now. Yeah. I, well, it probably didn't help that I did that, you know, like 12 day, basically liquid cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> Not all liquid, but pretty much all liquid. And so it probably yeah. just made me a bit more open, you know? Um. So, yeah. It,
0: but I do feel like you're, I mean, it feels like the volumes cranked a little bit on, on my sensitivity to, I, well, I had to cut out caffeine um, coffee. I got that big message in August when I had COVID because I just didn't have it anyway. But then what I realized is that my vertigo was actually partially from getting off coffee. Oh yeah. Cause I haven't gotten back on it. And I, when I have even decaf now, my whole nervous system gets cranked and then I get vertigo again.
1: Interesting because as you're saying that I'm actually hearing it activates Epstein barr in your system. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And it's um so I haven't had any caffeine. And when I well, I had it the other night on accident before bed and I was up till two, but also I tried to do micro dosing the other day because I have over this year I've microdosed like periodically just to Work with my some of the the blocks I've been working through. Um, it's been interesting to just work with that medicine and see how I, I respond mm-hmm. to it. And I do I really like that plant medicine. I think it's beautiful. But for me, microdosing is the only way I can do it because I'm just so sensitive to going to a full journey. But, um, I tried a microdose for the first time in like six months probably, and I was it, I took literally like a like point one milligram maybe. Mm-hmm. And I was so anxious. Like it just like, cr- like it, I felt myself drop in. I felt my feet get tingly and I was like, I can't do this, but it actually did help. Cause I, I was feeling what I did was I was like, okay, where's this anxiety? And I, I saw it as like this almost like big black bubble. And I chose to like walk through it, mm. you know? And then I was able to, to move through that anxious point.
1: You know, yeah, I know. I just felt that when you described that. And then yeah. I had a vision of your skinny ankles and your boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: God, I forgot that we did mushrooms that one
1: time. It's so funny. Oh my
0: God, dying. Isn't that weird how like I barely felt it then, but now I'm like, Ugh. yeah,
1: no. And that was, oh gosh, my gosh, that was like in 2020 when we were, yeah, we, yeah. we decided we wanted to do like a microdose at our big bear cat or at my big bear cabin. And we were going to go into the woods. And it was just hilarious because Ali was just like, I don't feel anything. And we were just, I was cracking up because her shoes looked like they were like really big and her ankles look really small. And I just, like her feet were like just disappearing in her boots. So funny. She's like,
0: I'm not seeing anything. I know you guys saw, like we were seeing different things. I was like, I don't get it. I'm like, God, this is, this sucks. i <laughs> I felt like I wasn't in
1: the club. (laughs) I know. But even that experience for me was for, for me, it was more of like, I remember the colors of the the forest were just so beautiful and green. And it just felt like everything was coming alive in a way that wasn't like it was gentle, Mm -hmm. you know? And we remember we were just like sitting against that tree. We're just laughing hysterically. We were taking pictures. The Corey was taking pictures of us and Corey was taking pictures of us and, we were like, oh my God, your eyes. And then we saw the pictures the next day and we're like, oh, they look normal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so funny. It's such a fascinating medicine. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I think it's, you know, for what mm-hmm. it does for people, it can be really powerful. But yeah, a microdose is good for me. Like, yeah, I'm good with
1: that. <laughs> I've been sitting on a um a little journey. Uh Paul and I, when we were going through some challenging times. I think it was July moving into August. That's when we started doing like the couples therapy and working through like this, like inner child layer together. One of my friends had recommended me to this woman that does like journeys, um, through like micro dose of mushrooms, Mm. but you work alongside of her. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was like, Oh my God, this sounds like amazing. And so I totally like ordered everything from her was like, set everything up. And then we just couldn't do it because there, there was something happened at, at, at the desert house. Cause I wanted to do it at the desert house. If we were going to do it alone, I didn't want to be anywhere near my children. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we were planning on going out there. I think it was for our anniversary. Actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. It feels like so long ago. And, um, a big storm happened. It was like this random storm that came through and all the guys had to show up and do all this work on the roof. Cause it was leaking and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, this is not the time to do it. And I just haven't felt called to go back to it yet because again, I feel so very sensitive and I want to make sure that I'm getting like walked through that experience in the most gentle way, especially when it yeah. comes with Paul. <laughs>
0: totally. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I've, I've come across a few, I mean, this is a whole can of worms that, you know, I don't know if we want to open, but, you know, people working with p- plant medicine that who, who aren't trauma informed, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I, it's like, it really niggles me, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's just, it can be so damaging. And I work with so many people who have received like damage and Absolutely. are re-traumatized through not even just plant medicine experiences, but just therapeutic containers, therapeutic containers that aren't actually trauma informed, but, um, I have seen a beautiful side of psychedelic therapy as well mm-hmm. by people who are like somatically trained and who um, really understand trauma. It can be so powerful, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they can see sometimes the body needs to have that disassociation cut a little bit, mm-hmm. because when we like, you know, when we fragment off through trauma, then we create disassociation in between us, ourselves and that trauma, which is like the separation, which allows us to survive, you know, mm-hmm. operating from in those spaces. But then, you know, when we want to return to it, it's like, there's so much disassociation. We can't quite get to it sometimes and depending on what it is and we can get there through like the work we do with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, a, I think a beautiful component too is, is knowing when it's right to do psychedelic work specifically for like PTSD and things that need a little bit more, um like embodiment, you know, and that, Mm -hmm. that that the work, the medicine can cut through that disassociation. And then the nervous system can complete things that they didn't get a chance to. It's so fascinating. There's like these videos I've been watching and I'm like,
1: I know it is is wild. And then, but then there's that other side of it though, too. Like we talk about, right. There's always the shadow side. Like when I went to um, Peru, I have to be honest with that. I was really excited about going there, but there was this like part of me that was like, Oh God, I hope I'm not like someone's not going to try to peer pressure me into doing ayahuasca or mm. any of the things, you know, because I just didn't feel like I, I didn't feel called to do any type of plant medicine while I was there. That wasn't why I was going there. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I was going to be working with a teacher. I knew that I was going to be learning ancient modalities. I knew it was going to be about me healing my heart, but that was something that I was like, I hope that that's not something that gets pressured. Cause every person that I talked to that had went to Peru said that it's very much something that they will convince you to do. Mm. And so when we arrived, um, we had a few days before we met with our teachers. And um right off the bat, that was like the that was actually the first thing we learned about was the different sacred plants Mm. and why you would use each one and and how most shamans don't even touch half of them. And that uh, a lot of times what happens in the Western world is that it's used as a quick fix. Mm -hmm. And there's no integration. Like we were talking about, right? Like, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I have this beautiful opening. I get this like information that's revealed to me through the, through the spirit of this plant medicine, but maybe I don't go back home and allow it to integrate and like to make the shifts and changes that the plant maybe was asking me to do in order to like get through X, Y, Z. And they were, they were just seeing like an uptick of people who are just continuously going on these journeys, journey after journey, after journey. And They're like wondering why they're not healing themselves, but it's like, well, it's not meant to be taken over and over and over again from what they explain. It's meant to come in, awaken, and you go on your own individual journey with the spirit of that plant for a series of sometimes weeks, months, years, even. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I think that there's, there can be so much beauty in it because I think Mother Earth (laughs) and Mother Nature is so intelligent in the way that we can heal and what it has to offer Mm -hmm. us. But again, it's like, Let's slow down. Yeah, let's bring it into the present moment. We don't have to fix yeah. everything today. This is a yeah. long life. It it's is. a long journey. God, yeah.
0: and nor do you want to do it all at once because I'm no, telling no. you, it's I'm gonna tired. rock your socks. Like I can't do it all at once anymore. <laughs> I, I know. Look at me. Yeah,
1: we've been committed for five years, and literally, just just need to take breaks. Know. you know. And I'm not even like doing plant medicine. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, but you know, but
0: we we work. In that way though, you know, like we were we're all in. It's like we're doing ayahuasca journeys over and over. Pluto conjuncts my son. Yeah. (laughs) Like Pluto's in my first house. I'm like, Pluto's my identity at this point. I saw exactly someone with a license plate that said
1: Pluto. And I was like, it's me. (laughs) That's me. You know what's wild? I remember like not that long ago, maybe two years ago, I was terrified of Pluto. I was like, oh shit, Pluto. But now I'm like, Pluto. Like Mm. I
0: actually yeah, like, you're owning
1: your Scorpio. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I actually like love those parts now because you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I've been able to navigate through some things and then being able to see it in other people too. I just was like, when I was first awakening, I was all in that love and light. I was too afraid to go in the shadow. Right. Yeah. And so now I'm like this, I, I, you know, if we want to call it a, a warrior of shadow um, healing, like I love it. Yeah. And I think there's so much there. And so now I embrace Pluto. I'm like, Oh, I Yep. Teaching me it's so the much
0: work too. Absolutely. You know, it's very plutonic, very, very, um, scorpionic and we need that, but I love, yeah, I love what you mentioned about the, the plant medicine too. Um, cause that's very plutonic and, mm-hmm. um, and, and scorpionic too, but it's, it's, it's like, it's just like most things in the Western world, the colonization of these tools and practices. And even like, I mean, all cultures have used plants, to go Absolutely. on shamanic journeys, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, it's like, we, we want, like you said, that quick fits. It's like a dopamine hit. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, Oh wow. You know, look at where I, I've, what I've worked through, what I've seen. Um, I think a lot of addicts just get, you know, we've talked about this too, yes. but there's a beautiful, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot that can be, that can be integrated from, you know, From one journey, but it's you also like don't need to do it to do shadow work. You don't need to do Mm -hmm. it to to heal your trauma. Um, and I mean, I've talked to a a few somatic therapists who have told me horror stories about putting people back together after,
1: you know. Yeah. And I I know we have too. Like yeah, just even in the last three months, I've worked with handfuls of women who have, you know, entrusted themselves with these facilitators of plant medicine in large groups of people 40 plus people i can't even imagine holding space for 40 plus people who are fully open and activated by plant medicine mm-hmm. i would think that you would need to have a handful of facilitators to hold and anchor that room yeah but i've um i've seen some really gnarly stuff open up and get yeah. triggered in people and attach just based on, I mean, I had a really wild, interesting one that happened. The facilitator had attachments Mm. and opened up those gateways for the people who were there to receive those attachments. And I was like, oh my gosh. That doesn't surprise
0: me. Mm -hmm. If you're facilitating all, it's a very lucrative business right now, especially in LA. So it's like, if you're facilitating all these ceremonies, you're not, cleansing, you're, I mean, you don't even probably have the capacity. I don't know who does, like you said, to hold space for 40 people. I'm sure there are shaman that do. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's quite disturbing. Um, Gabor Mate, uh, talks about that. He's, a what is he? He's like a psych, uh, it's a psychiatrist, I think, but he's, he's, um, talks a lot about plant medicine and, how it's helped him and his clients. And he has a really cool book out. I haven't read it, but I I've heard it's really good and I'm wanting to read it, but he talks about that where he was holding space, um, for his clients and the, he was, he was in, I think it was Peru. And he said, the shaman said like he had a group that he brought down there to, to work with. And he said the, the shaman pulled him aside and they're like, you have too many Mm -hmm. essentially attachments that are like, infiltrating this ceremony and they worked with him individually and Ooh, you know see I he's love like,
1: that it was an ego death but he's like I it shifted everything you know exactly um, like I love that you just shared that because that's what I was actually thinking about with my teacher he that was something he's he emphasized he said you know a lot of times people come with really good intentions they come to this country they want to heal they want to grow they want to share they want to share the love they want to share the light but they share when they're not quite ready Mm -hmm. You know, they're, 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 they're eager, you know, they're eager to share, but they're, they're quick to like move forward before healing the self. And that's why they suggest like when you come, you spend the next year, two, maybe three, sometimes more, depending on how deep your wounding is Mm -hmm. healing yourself, like mending your heart, connecting with the medicine of hummingbird and literally just going within so that when you do choose to hold space for others, you're coming from a place of pure unconditional love, you know, and, um, And even when, when, you know, I was in a very private, um, uh, learning with this group, it was me, my friend and another female, we had our translator who was also a teacher, but the main, he doesn't call himself a shaman, which is funny, but that's what we call him here in the Western world. So I'm just going to say it. Um, he was amazing, but he did these incredible shamanic healings on us individually, separate from one another in this man was exhausted. And he's a, like, a, I think they said he was a fifth generation Kero shaman. Mm. He has been born into this. He's been raised in this. He's been navigating this life and learning and studying his medicine since he was a young boy. Yeah. And he's in his, I think he's almost 50 now. And so to see this man who literally climbs mountains and helps all of these people, walks everywhere in his sandals with these things on his back, get exhausted by holding space for three mediums who are facilitators of healing, um, says a lot to people who come to LA and they think they're going to hold space for 40 plus people in a room who are on ayahuasca journeys. Exactly. Run. Don't walk away.
0: (laughs) That's why, I mean, for me, I don't, I can't do more than three sessions per day and that's my limit. And that's where my, my capacity is. And it's like, it's just, it's it. And if I do more than that, then I, I am drained, you know, and it's,
1: yeah. it's like, you need to know like where you're at, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to the womb work. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I both know that that's, it's such rich medicine, but there's so much there. And so I'm the same way. Like four is my max. That's what I choose to do. I mean, I could do more if I wanted to, but then I would be depleted and then I would be sick, you know? And so it's like, no, I know my, I know where my energy can go. And I used to push my energy because I was so excited to learn and Mm -hmm. to share um, but the last couple of years, it's been more of like, Nope, it's okay. Just take, yeah. to, you know, take a break. And I have more energy now than I ever have, you know? Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. I keep saying to people, it's the wild West out there. It's a the wild West. It is, you know, when wild you hear West. these stories, when you hear stories of people and they, what they're experiencing yeah, and they go with, you know, pure intentions, they want to heal, Um, maybe, maybe faster than, than than they, than they would, than, than what they think they're ready for. How about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, well, it's the shadow of, of Scorpio too, you know, Mm -hmm. um, which we're seeing a lot of and the shadow of Pluto as well. And as Pluto moves into Aquarius next year, it's like, it's dipping into Aquarius officially march 23rd through july or sorry through june and then it retrogrades back through capricorn a little little bit which will be a very fascinating time i'm like next summer is going to be trippy um and then it goes back into aries um or sorry aquarius in january 2024 but there's um we're going to see a lot of of this interesting sort of um the shadow of of the psyche, I think in some ways, like the Mm -hmm. shadow of, of healing, but also of the things that we convince ourselves are, are good and okay. And end up being the opposite, you know? Yeah. I
1: keep hearing the word psychosis. Yeah. Like we're seeing a theme of that, which is mm -hmm. really scary to think about. Yeah. I mean, I think we've been in a mass psychosis over the last
0: few years, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just going to kind of continue Really, in that, what that is, is really just like a dissociation from reality, from like mm-hmm. embodiment,
1: you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also think, too, like even for myself, I notice it even in my children, like how, you know, we're already highly sensitive people and how that seems to be louder. Right, it's like, and and I have the tools currently. You know, who knows what I'm gonna feel like next year? But I feel like I'm, I feel like I've been building a pretty good platform for myself for the last five years. But it's like I'm a highly sensitive person in all sense of the word, like sound, smell, yeah. you yeah. know, movement. Like, you know, it's like all these things can really throw me off kilter if I'm not grounded or balanced. And I'm watching, like Charlie, who you know is also highly sensitive and highly intuitive. And I'm seeing how that's like playing in her life. And then I'm like, okay, so I work with these women who also have highly sensitive children, whether they're autistic or they're just super emotionally like sensitive to their surroundings. Well, I guess that would be a form of that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just kind of watching it play out. And I'm like, wow, so many of us are feeling this heightened sense of energy around us, whether we have the language for it or not. And I can feel, how it may, it's so discombobulating for me when I'm not grounded inside, it just makes me, my heart goes out to the people that are just kind of like, it reminds me of like the, you know, the Pisces, like the fish just it is my light kind of like, you know, just getting lost in the current, you yeah. know, and, um, but it does feel like it's going to shift a little bit next year. It feels, it feels like, um, yeah. it's interesting. I mean, I do feel it's like, we're going to just going to lift the, another rug. <laughs> Totally. Yep. <laughs> I do still feel that like we're still, there's more, there's oh my more God. in the basement, right? There's still more, in the much basement, more guys <laughs> that I don't think that will ever stop in our lifetime. No, but in just this incarnation, feels, yeah. Like it just feels like there's more of that, um, revealing uncovering of self too. Right. It's like, we're going to see maybe the ugly parts played out in our reality, but the truth is, it's just a reflection of what we're storing in our body and in our emotions and yeah. ourselves, that it's just asking to be released. And so I do feel like the beginning of the year, the first quarter of the year, it's almost like doors flying open, literally, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I keep saying it's like, um, when I tune into it, it's like electric, Mm -hmm. it's like almost like an electrical fire. Like it's electric, hot heat air. Um, because Aquarius is air. We're moving out of Capricorn, which is grounded, but also there's movement in it and it's structures and foundations. It's Saturn, you know, Mm. and we're moving into Aquarius, which is like electric and it's air and it's scientific yeah. and it's fast. And, and then our nodes are moving into areas in Libra, which are it's air and fire again. So we're moving, remember 2020, that's what I keep feeling is like 2020, where you felt that it was like that fast electric air,
1: you well, know, don't you remember there was all those like wildfires, people like yeah. burning Australia. down stores doing like, remember we were in, we were in Topanga and we were getting like text texts and phone calls that, um, downtown LA and like where near Sophia was leaving, like there was rioting and people were burning down small businesses. Yeah. I mean, like that was like, right when that was going on and we're like, what is happening? All the fires, which is, you know, we get in California, but it just felt like everything was on fire.
0: Yeah. It was like, George, I think that was when George Floyd yeah, and all that happened mm-hmm. and it was, um, And that's Saturn and Gemini, our Sagittarius and Gemini, the nodes were there. Then they went into this deep Scorpionic Taurus transit Mm -hmm. that we're now. And it's been for me more inward because I'm a Scorpio rising. So I've been leaning into like my shadow of isolation, you know, Mm. Um, but this, this, this Aries Libra axis is going to be really interesting. And we know, we know the shadow of Aries. It's like, it does burn things down and it's Mm -hmm. hot and heated and it's reactive and, Libra is in its shadow, indecisive, and can become paralyzed. You know by mm-hmm. by that, and so it's going to be very interesting to see. You know, I, I agree. I don't think that it's um, the unveiling process is not over and ever, but really, I think the next four
1: years we're going to have some yeah some pretty big shifts. Well, even you know? stuff like more celebrity stuff too. I think more of you know the things that we maybe necessarily didn't want to like see or talk about. Yeah. We're going to see more of like that sex scandal, especially as it relates to children. Like just, mm-hmm. it's I feel like it's just, it's just more and more. It's like, it's like, it's finally getting a little bit of like, oh, people are actually talking about it. We're like, oh yeah, well now we're really going to talk about it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how the new year plays out. I was just saying to Allie earlier, I'm like, it's funny. Cause I know January 1st is like, you know, that's what I've been conditioned my whole life to be like new year. But energetically, like I it doesn't feel like a new year to me until April. Like it just doesn't like yeah. when I tune into it, I'm like, nope, still continuing this like cycle of unearthing of letting go, uh, redirection, like all of these things, like rearranging, you know, there's a lot of res for me. Yeah. <laughs> Revisiting <laughs> a million <laughs> you know? percent. And yeah. I feel like it's still going to kind of circulate through the beginning of the year. That's what I'm like trying not to hold on to anything with certainty right now. Cause it just feels mm-hmm. like, mm, we'll see what happens. Like even with Paul, with the, with the, um, desert, I mean, you've got to come into this. You're going to die when you see the barn. Yeah. Oh my God. You are going to die. There is Allie. I have to, you are going to die. Like there's one of Paul's clients called him and said, Hey, I got to get rid of all these windows and doors. If you guys want any of them, come get them. And Paul's like, Oh, my client said we can come over there. And I was like, do we really want people's windows and doors? And he's like, Oh, we can go check it out. Beautiful Spanish style house. Wow. Well, I shouldn't say house, mansion in Manhattan Beach. Wow. So, like the garage, you know how the barn door, it was like a garage door that rolled up. Mm-hmm. Remember that? We got these accordion doors that are all wood, Spanish style, all the windows. I mean, the whole wow. thing is fitted out. It's basically a house now. Yeah already putting the kitchen in. I mean, you're going to die when you go there. Wow. Um, But even that he's like, oh, I wonder, he's like, what are you feeling like as far as like the beginning of the year? And I said, you know, it's funny. I've like, last year it was like, oh, spring feels really good. But now I'm like, "Mm," there feels like there's like a little bit of a, like a dip in energy there, you know? And like, even into like April, May, it just still feels Mm -hmm. like there's like a little bit of like, "Mm, we'll wait and see. And so I'm like telling him, just don't attach to anything right now, you know? Yeah.
0: I'm getting like March and April are, which makes sense with even the timing of, you know, the new year astrologically. But ours mm-hmm. are, are the like a resetting of energy in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, like April. Um, I think we do have an eclipse in Aries. In in April, I have to look at that the date of that. But then the rest of the or sorry, in Scorpio. Um in may, but then the rest of them are for the the next year are going to be, um, Aries and Libra. Yeah. That's that's a really big reset of the energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My nodes are in Libra and and Aries. mm -hmm. Yeah. Your, your your North node is in, in Libra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it'll be flipped. So you'll have like, you'll have a nodal return, but it'll Mm -hmm. be a a bit different in that, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. So where the wild. heck did this year go? I don't know. Guys, I was like thinking about that earlier because Ali and I were like, oh, we should recap our year. And I was like, where the heck did my year even go? The only thing I could remember that was closest to me was my trip to Peru. And I was like, what did I do this summer? I couldn't even remember what I did this summer. I know. Um, but yeah, this year is definitely, it's been one of the like most transformational years for me, I think this is the first year where I felt like I really surrendered to what was happening. You know, it was like the year prior or was it 2020? It was 2020. I was really getting the nudge from my grandparents and spirit to heal my relationship with my dad. And I was like, Oh God. Oh God. I mean, you remember we were in we were in New Mexico, I was bawling hysterically. Nobody yeah. ever sees me cry. Ali's like, oh my God. Uh, and I was just, <laughs> I was like, bring it on. I love it. I don't love your pain, but I love seeing <laughs> I the know, opening. There's you
0: know? like ugly cry. Like, I
1: alligator- uh, it was just such a actually now that I'm saying this, Allie, oh my gosh, the cycle. I'm recognizing the cycle right now because around that time it was we had just launched the pod. In June. So mm-hmm. that, that cycle from June until 11, 11 is when we went to New Mexico. Mm-hmm. That was when I was getting like that feeling of like, I just want my dad to support me. I want my aunt to support me. Remember I was just like kind yeah. of going through my family members and just being like, what the, what the heck, guys. Um, And, um, and now here I am, you know, whatever month we're in now, December of 2022. Yeah. And I've closed that cycle with my dad, but I just found out that my, one of my family members who, you know, I've shared with you before has just been saying some really fun things about me. No, ha- hasn't said it to me, but she's been expressing her concerns to the family. Wait, on your side? On um, On my side. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, I told my mom, I'm like, mom, don't worry about it. I go, listen, if you would have told me these things, like two years ago, I would have been laying on the floor, bawling hysterically and trying to figure mm. out like what to do. I said, but to be in this place now and to hear the things that you're saying that she's saying, I know she's just concerned and coming from a place of love. Yeah. I go, but I don't even feel, I just, am like, it's okay. I love her. She's that she's just, you know, viewing me from where she's at in her consciousness and her heart. Um, but I don't it doesn't bother me. And she's like, yeah. really? And I'm like, Nope. So that to me is growth because where I was into 2020 was like giving my power away in so many ways of just wanting to be seen and wanting to be accepted. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. I just can't, I just kind of like figure that out in this moment. Actually, yeah, it's, oh. it's,
0: it's incredible the cycles, how they work in that way. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that, I mean, I see, like I've been seeing with clients and I haven't really sat with it for myself a little bit, I, I guess a lot's been revealed over the last month for me, for sure. But, um, closing these big karmic cycles, mm-hmm. really big ones this year, like the end of this year, it's like yes. almost like, like in a weird way though, it has been almost like up until like the end of December, but that integration happens. And in, like you said, until like early next year, but really, I think the, why the pressure has been turned up so much is because it's like, you got to get this done, you know, you yeah. really need to, to complete this in order to move into the next chapter and the next level, you know, I agree. It's like, we got
1: to go through the thick of it. You got to yeah. go through the thick of it. And that was something like, even when I was in Peru, like that was my biggest intention was like, okay, I would've been the whole year. My, my whole energy was really focused on healing my relationships my biggest relationship, obviously being my father. Cause the, I mean, that will impact all of my relationships and how I, you know, navigate through the world. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'm really going there. So this is like the, like I said, it was, this is the first time since, you know, kind of traversing through this healing um, that I felt like, okay, I feel like I'm making headway. I feel like I'm like, it's not for nothing. It's not, you know what I mean? Cause for a while we just felt like, why am I doing this? Like, why, like, what am I doing right now? Like, it just felt like, you know, you're trying, you know, X, Y, Z, and you just feel like you're not getting results in some way. Like, I know I'm getting results for myself, but I'm like, I guess what, what I'm saying is like, sometimes you wish to see them outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so for a while, I was just like, well, what, what is going on here? I just got to just throw in the towel. I just got to go, you know what, just stop trying to fix anything. And just, just next lifetime. y'all. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, We'll, we'll figure it out next. Lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so when I came into this year, it was like, it just felt so different. I don't know. Maybe it was because I like really surrendered in my heart and was able to like be a little bit more vulnerable. Yes. I'm hearing yes. Sorry. I'm just like my body's talking to me right now. Um, and, um, and how that like opening up of that father wound, how it, really opened up wounds of even my relationship with Paul that I was like, oh, sheesh, we're, we're dang. And then I was able to see in the ways in which that wounding of my father, like basically like set the foundation for my relationship with my husband. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I want to like work through that. I don't want to be that Cut off person. I don't want to have, I don't want to be a wife who has like these heart walls and a mother who has these heart walls. And so working with Lynn, which you and I both started around the same time, I think, right? I started yeah. In March. Yeah. Um, it's been so beneficial to me and the work that I've been doing on my own. And then having that like blind her to like help me through my blind spots mm-hmm. was really, really amazing. And then going to Peru, I feel like I knew I was going there to almost. I don't want to say complete that because it didn't feel like I was completing something. It felt like I was actually like opening a deeper layer or opening a, a, a like a door that was a little further back in my heart, mm-hmm. but going there, did I ever tell you this about my, my coca leaf reading with my teacher? Yeah. Um, yeah. He said he saw, you know, he was, he, what he was doing is he wanted to read our spirit, the health of our spirit, the health of our body, the health of our mind, um, before he started anything. Cause he wanted to see where we're at spiritually. And so he was like, oh, let me read you the, the your love. And I thought he meant like looking for love, like your relationship. And I was like, oh no, I'm already married. He goes, no, 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 the love in your heart. I want to read the mm-hmm. love, how much love you have in your heart. Yeah. And so he like these leaves just like blew out of the bag and there's a whole pile of these leaves. And then the last leaf that kind of like trickled down and landed on the top of the pile had a scar right down the middle of it. Mm-hmm. It had like this leaf that had the scar in the middle of it. And he said, oh, you have a lot of love in your life you have loving friends and family and a partner and children and and he's like but you have this one relationship that broke your heart and i was like which ex-boyfriend i'm sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and he said it's your father and i was like oh and he said but you're healing it now he goes look at the scar because he says like see how it's thick and then it got it kind of faded he goes like so you're that's what you're you're going to be healing with me to this during this time while you're here and over the next year Mm. And it makes me want to cry when I even think about it because it was so beautiful the way that he even explained it, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And it's so much has happened in my relationship, as you know. Like, I mean, you know, when I first met you, it was like, let's just not even talk about it. Didn't yeah. Bring it up. It's just not wait, who. Yeah. <laughs> I was like an owl. I'm all who? <laughs> yeah. Right. And so yeah. it's yeah. So it's like I'm really grateful for, you know, the the ups and downs and like how, you know, even like the challenging parts for Paul and I that happened. Cause there were moments where I was like, what the heck is happening? Don't you ever find that too? Like works really good, but then my relationship suffers. Mm-hmm. My, r- my relationship with my kids and my husband are good, but then my body is like my, I'm not like paying attention to my health and my body. Or It's like, it's like trying to find that balance has been really, I guess, challenging or like, yeah. and then, you know, just trying to like hold the balance of it. Well, we're
0: Libras. So we're obsessed with balance too. So we're, we're more hyper aware of when things are out of balance and that's think, true,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So, I mean, yeah, this year has been all about the heart, heart baby. Uh,
0: Yeah. Which is, it's interesting
1: because I always see like
0: you and I both navigated womb work at the same time. And I, Mm -hmm. it's when I work with people, I can see the, always the correlation between the womb and the heart and how, how the interconnected they are and how like the, how they play with one another, the healing and, and the foundational healing of the womb that leads to this cracking open of the heart space, which is a heart wall work and, and what that means for deepening mm-hmm. relationships and what we truly desire and, and having those connections. But you're, you're exactly right. That like when I work with women, I, I always look at their relationship with their parents first. Cause that's, that sets our Well, including past lives and ancestry Mm -hmm. too, but it it sets the foundation for our attachment systems and where they're formed Mm -hmm. and, and it's hard work, but it's, it's the heart walls are like, there's so much embedded emotionally in those walls. There's grief that can't be placed Mm -hmm. when you're working through that. And there's, you know, betrayal and shame and all the things that those heart walls are there for a reason. They were there to protect us. Mm -hmm. when formed, you know, and it's, you know, but they, they're not serving, you know, at this point. So it's like, but yeah, it's incredible work.
1: I know you're probably experiencing the same thing. Um, because my guides will show me through the womb work. It's like, we'll enter the feminine side of the body and bring healing through, you know, the matriarchal line all the way down generations back. And then we'll kind of work you know, the father essence or the male essence, the father archetype, they'll show it to you as an archetype. So that's always tell my clients. I'm like, if you, if I say father, it's like the essence of father, mm-hmm. what does it mean to be a father? How are you with your father? How is, you know, like, you know, like your grandfather, what was there, you know, and the ancestors will come forward and just share what's going on within the cells of the body that relates to the, to each side. So initially they'll kind of show it to me split. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the, the ceremony or the healing, they'll show like this integration that kind of comes together through the spine yeah, and it works its way up to the mm-hmm. crown and then merges the right and left hemispheres of the brain. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's like this clicking in. It's like, exactly. oh, I can see where I was like using more of my feminine energy to lead or I'm more masculine, right? Where I or I used to be, or I used to tend to be more on my masculine energy. And so it's wild to see people and the way that they're healing. And not only that, but I'm talking to other healers other mediums specifically, because I work, you know, most of my, you know, uh, peers or or even mentors or friends, they're mediums, but they're now transitioning into healing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and what I mean by that is they're using ancient healing modalities by way of their guides. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes people are like mediumship is healing. Yes, it is 1000%. You can heal through your words yeah. um, by sharing, but this is different. Like the ancestors are coming through to want to heal not just like first generation, second generation, third generation, they're talking generations upon generations and beyond yeah. to you know uh, allow us to feel whole. And somebody that I was working with the other day, I saw this like loop in a timeline. This is really interesting because when you study mediumship, depending on who you study with, they'll say there is no in between, right? It's like, no, once we're connected, we're all connected. Like once we leave the physical, we're all connected, right? Mm. And, and that's been my experience, right? I've never, I've never felt like I've had a soul that was quote unquote trapped in my experience, right? This is the first time where I was working with somebody's energy, where I could see a spirit. I shouldn't say spirit, um, the essence of their life and the frequency that they chose to be stuck in, which Mm -hmm. was abuse and addiction, but it was showing up in her auric field. And it was informing one of her organs that was making her sick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. And the spirit was saying to me, thank you. Tell her, thank you for witnessing us and calling back her fragments in this moment, because we've been stuck yeah. in this frequency of addiction yeah, and fear. And like, I'm like, and that was the first time that where spirit kind of showed it to me as like a, a layer of cake for my, mm. my, my logical mind to understand it, even though it's all happening in the same realm, they kind of showed it to me as like layers of a cake in that moment. So that I could kind of logically make sense of it. Yeah. But I was like, Oh my God, we are replaying these loops. Totally in our aura. Yeah. I that keep I, us in a frequency.
0: I, I don't see it in that way, but I see it in like, um, they show me like the roots that are held in specific organs Mm -hmm. and what, like the layers that are contained within that. And Mm -hmm. the, like, you know, whether it's an attachment or like, um, you know, an ancestral component or, um, a lived experience, you know, either past life Mm -hmm. or this life, it's, it's interesting how it gets sort of looped and it looks almost like, it looks like, a Kind of like, you know, kelp that has like the ball at the bottom that gets, Mm -hmm. it's like it roots, it's roots almost look like a tight ball or something. And there's so much held within that, but they, that there are things that are, like you said, causing like organ dysfunction or, Mm -hmm. you know, um, a pattern of autoimmune even I've noticed a lot too, because it's a loop and it's like a loop of, um, either not feeling safe in the body or needing to repeat something in order to get attention, you know, the body to get attention from that person. Or, I mean, there's all different types of things, but it's really wild to see how the different things can inform, you know, mm-hmm. the body specifically, but also just our, like all layers of our
1: field, you know? Yeah. It's really wild. It's been fun to watch too, just how psychic energy has shifted in just the short amount of time. Right. where was like, yeah. you know, 10 years ago when I was going to a psychic, it was very much like this is what you're going to do. This is when it's going to happen. And this is like no choice, right? Like there was no conversation of, there was no empowerment in that. Mm -hmm. And then when I started training, it was all about empowering and taking your power back and you becoming the intuitive and and you sharing that with others. Right. Um, And then now seeing that shift into watching like these people who are very much like, no, I'm a medium. And how now they're shifting into these ancient healing modalities. It's been wild to so like again, it's like, yeah, we're all here to help each. Well, we're all here to heal ourselves first. Yeah. And then that ignites the healing within everyone in our family and then our neighbors mm-hmm. and whoever. But yeah. it's just like so cool. I'm like, wow, we can no, do so much just by taking th- care of ourselves.
0: I think that I, I keep getting this message that the future of teaching is really more of like an activation and an Mm -hmm. ignition of your own ancient wisdom and knowledge that you have and you carry. Absolutely. And it's so cool to see that like even not even just within this realm we work in, but like actual schooling. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing like the future of it is really like It's not like um, dogma or teaching Mm -hmm. a specific modality, a specific way, or a specific specific teaching. It's like let's activate your your records, like your Mm -hmm. your your book of wisdom, your your ancient knowings that you already carry within you, and allow those to to flourish and build. And I mean, I think we're a little ways out in the, in the whole collective field of that, Mm -hmm. you know, like kids going to school and just receiving an activation, but, you know, I
1: think we're already seeing it, you know, within this field. um, Oh, absolutely. That's everything that I teach. That's absolutely. And I, I think that like, even with working with uh, women who have children, like a lot of these women who are coming to me, who are either highly intuitive or they have highly intuitive children and Mm -hmm. they want to like, understand their children even in that wanting to understand is creating those rememberings and activations in Mm -hmm. their children. Totally. It's so fast. Amazing. And so, I mean, I was sharing with you the other day, like even me doing my DNA profile and that allowed me to, to really unlock ancient healing modalities as it relates to my ancestry. Mm -hmm. Didn't have to study it. Just came back online. And again, I was like, am I making this shit up? Like what's going on here? But to be able to like go to another country and to be studying with these amazing ancient healers and to watch them do these healing modalities and these things on me that I've been doing with my guides for the last two and a half years. And I've been like, I don't, nobody taught me that. Yeah. That in itself is like, that in itself is proof that if we just get to know who we are and be curious about who we are and get to understand like who we are innately in our, like who we are at a soul level, those things will just come online. Like they, yeah. they want to come back online. Our body's so they intelligent. Do.
0: Yeah, you know? they do. Um, yeah. One of the greatest things I did for my work for my own healing, but also my work was to turn down the noise and just mm-hmm. tune in and allow what's already there to move. Cause I was kind of trying to fit myself into this, you know, like, um, framework of how things should be and how things should mm, come through. And it's not until like I just you know stepped back and allowed it to come through in the way it wants to and it shifts all the time but like where the real like the real impact happened you know with with my clients and um yeah, it's really incredible to see how all of this is just already activated and and I love to like because I I love studying like um more physical like 3D plane healing like psychology and somatic mm-hmm. experiencing because I I see some of the most powerful work is when we can bridge those two because it's our physical bodies, um, you know, really, I think need that that physical aspect as well and more of like the material because we're we're um, we contain matter that you mm-hmm. know that needs tending to as well. but um, when I when I'm doing my healing healing work and the things I see, and then the language that's, a, that it's used in psychology or in psychotherapy mm-hmm. or somatic healing. I'm like, Oh, that's what I see. Yeah. These are the, like, these are the official terms for them exactly. in this language, you know? And exactly. I'm like, Oh, that's so fascinating. Like, that's what it looks like. Um, you know, so it's, yeah, it's so fun. And I feel like it's getting more and more fun and
1: expansive, It is. But- it is getting okay. fun. Like I was just traveling through the subconscious of the brain and then I met with this woman who that is like what she specializes is specializes specializes in. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, I was like, oh, they're bringing me through da, 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 and they're showing me like this in subconscious. And like, and I was like sh- showing her where in the brain and like what it meant. And, and she was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, what? And she's like, okay, this is what I do. And she was like explaining to me like what, like why this portion of the brain does this and this portion of the brain yeah. does this and this, this, like this facilitates this for this. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So again, you're right. It's, it's like, so wild. it's, you know, we're mapping out this energy and do you, do you ever feel like this? Cause I know I do me being in someone else's energy. Like for example, I don't know if I would have seen that if I wasn't in her consciousness, mm. it was almost like my consciousness and her consciousness merged and allow me to receive her activations and wisdom in order for me to traverse through totally. the brain. Because you know, it's wild after that session with her, it shows up. in now all my sessions. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, she, well, yeah. And so that's like something I've been sitting with too. I'm like, I was like this morning I woke up. I'm like, Oh my God, I have so much gratitude for the women that I get to work with and these mentorships and on my one to one sessions, because as much as they're coming to me and asking me to hold space for them, I'm actually learning a lot from them. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like getting activated in their wisdom and, and without even intention, it's just coming in. I get to like play in their field and then it like turns on all these like little, light switches and opens keys within my auric field to allow me to get to those places that I would have never been exposed to. Yeah. Right. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I work with a lot of um, um,
0: like psychotherapists and psychologists for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's true where I can like, like each person I work with who specializes in something different, I notice what what gets activated, like the, the, the healing modality or the, Mm -hmm. the way of channeling the specific terms or the part of the body and the brain that, that gets activated within them. And it does, it it almost like, it's like a file that gets downloaded. in yeah. in my consciousness that creates like just, you know, maybe something that was already happening, but it didn't
1: have a picture or the words for it really, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd like to fully express itself. I, um, you know, when I first started doing, um, public, like reading for the public, like actually, like, you know, well, I shouldn't say I was still in hiding actually. So it wasn't fully in public, but I had people that was, that was referring me. And I was like, I don't know if I want you to do that yet, but they, people called me a medical medium back then. And I was like, um, I don't know how I feel about that, but it was, but when I look back at that, I'm like, a lot of the people that were coming to me were in the medical field. mm mm-hmm. And so I think that because they were in the medical field, it allowed me to download the anatomy of the body. It allowed me to, you know, and now I'm seeing more of that again, um, just recently. And I think it's probably because I'm working, I'm focusing so much on my body too. Mm -hmm. And so that like medical mediumship is turned back on, like where I'm like walking through the organs and, yeah, you know, like, I know,
0: like I was working with a client the the other day. I love my job. Yeah. I was, I was like, okay, there's crystallization in your urinary tract. And, Mm -hmm. um, I was like, it's hard to describe, but I'm, I'm, I'm seeing like, it's like, there's, there's too much pressure and there's crystallization. Mm -hmm. And she ended up, um, it was like, we kind of went into more depth, but she texts me like two days later, she's like, holy shit. I just had all these tests done. It was exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. I have a, you know, a fibroid that's pressing blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it was, it was pretty trippy, but it's true. Like there are parts I'm not. Yeah. Again, I, not I'm a doctor, doctor. Yeah. And I but... didn't, I didn't really study science in college. <laughs> I studied in high school, but like, I don't remember any of that. And yeah. anatomy, I remember anatomy. I didn't do well in school.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I just trust. Yeah. I just trust the body. Like it's yeah. like, yeah. Um, because I used to try to like perfect it. You know, because I was like, oh, let me, if I'm going to do this, let me try to perfect it. I remember mm-hmm. that I tried to per- well with anything that I'm doing. Cause I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm gonna be really goddamn good at it. Like that yeah. was like with this whole psychic thing. I was like, I'm gonna be really good at it. It's very ego in the beginning. Cause I just wanted people to believe me that I wasn't a fraud. Um, yeah. but like <laughs> so funny because I will like walk through the body and then I'll see, you know, whatever, you know, maybe it's like just recently I saw, um, I love how our where our conversation is going. I love you so much. I feel like we haven't talked in forever. Um, I saw this bead of energy in somebody's womb. And I could psychically feel it. It felt like a nodule. Mm. And I heard the word cancer. And I was like, okay, well, if I was really like excited, young reader, I could have been like, you have cancer, Mm. right? Um which I wouldn't have done even then. Cause I was like, I'm not trying to get sued, but, but <laughs> that's where you could kind of go. Right. Where you're like, Oh my God, that's a cancer. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I heard cancer. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I started playing with the energy psychically playing with it. And for those of you who had sessions with me, you know what I'm talking about, but I'll actually like take my psychic fingers and I'll start to unravel the energy gently and talk to it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like starting to like play with the energy and I was like, okay, I hear the word cancer. Like what, what like, why are you showing me cancer? to this area in the body, in the womb. And then all of a sudden this, like these little t- tentacles sort of growing out of this nodule of energy. And then my head was just being drawn towards, and I, and I'm kind of giggling. Cause I'm like, no wonder why the camera, this makes sense now. Right. Cause nobody would be able to see this. Yeah. Um, so I was being drawn towards the energy to the left. And then all of a sudden I was like tracking this, like look like hair and all of a sudden this big ball of energy. And I heard it was a client who had cancer she was mm-hmm. holding space for a client who had cancer. Yeah. And, she, and she said, yes. And I said, okay, well, we need to get her out of your space. I taught her how to muscle test. And so she can check in with herself. So then the little nodule was like, nope, we're not done. Come over here, look to the right. And so I looked over to the right and it sort of kind of like, Spreading out. And then I was like, You have multiple clients who are holding space for who have cancer. And she said, Yes. I go, okay, well, let's remove them from your space. So I taught her how to muscle test to make sure every single person was out of her body mm-hmm. because she was carrying the essence of cancer in her body, not yes. her cancer, but the essence. She was holding frequency or holding healing frequency for clients who had cancer. Yes. Well, we are energetic beings who are naturally going to want to match that energy. Like it's just that's what we want to do. We want to match it. And so I was like, we don't want your body to pick that up at, at its own and, and begin to build that. And so we were able to unravel that. And I always, you know, I always tell people when I even hear things like that, anyone, like, just go get checked, make sure you're in good health and yeah, like, whatever, know, Same, but right. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, wow. And then I was like walking through, you know, then yeah. I was in the womb space and then here I'm walking through it's her amazing. pancreas and I'm walking through the liver and what, and I'm just like, after I'm done with these sessions, I'm like, this is my job. No session is ever yeah. the same. I know. I I had that
0: happen in astrology session the other day Mm -hmm. because they are, they are healing. um, I've noticed because it's so quantum in nature and there's so much channeling that the acknowledgement of it, similar to mediumship, like the acknowledgement of these things creates openings in their field and there's healing that happens. I
1: think it activates the chakras too. the astrology chart. I know for me, it does. Yeah, it
0: does. And it can open up, you know, different roots of patterns that need just an opening to become acknowledged, Mm -hmm. you know? But I had like right when I got on the call, I just heard cancer and I was like, okay. And you know, sat with it for a second because I'm like, You're like this cancer is moon, it. cancer yes. sun. <laughs> right, right. And but I I knew it wasn't related to her chart, you know. I knew it was um a message yeah. and um it was it was similar, not in that way, but she was holding a fear of the frequency of cancer in her field. And mm-hmm. I kept like, similarly, I kept having my head like turned to the left and I was, and I was like, okay, is it mother. No. And then I realized it was her, her, her husband who had died of cancer, Aww. um, yeah. on his left side. And, and then, um, that she holds such a fear of that, you yeah. know, so of, she was storing fear. that in her body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it was wild to see it come through in an astrology session because, it obviously really needed to come through for her. Yeah. So, and
1: and that's a beautiful example of how you can like take all of these like different wisdoms and all these different teachings and how it will come through when needed. right? Mm -hmm. Right. It'll come through to give your client the greatest capacity of the healing that they're meant to receive in that moment, based on like the modalities that you've gathered and the wisdom that you've gathered. Right. It was like, you probably layering that or like activating that, it had to open up in that way to, for you to get into those deeper layers, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool because it's like, you know, it always fascinates me when somebody only studies one modality. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's so much there. It's fascinating. <laughs> I know it's yeah, there's so like, much, you know, and I know people, not to like poopoo on it, but I know people that just stay in like one modality and that's mm-hmm. it. And they've been in for, for like 20 years. And I'm like, how, yeah. but, but then again, I, I, I know who I am and I, I just want to learn and I want to, I want to learn everything and I want to mm-hmm. absorb as much information. And, um, and, yeah. um, yeah. And so that's probably why I like to just be like, in, just play. I
0: like, yeah. to, I like to play. Damn it. I know. There's so much wisdom to be absorbed and, and activated and so fascinating but yeah this year has been it's been like an embodiment year for me for sure because I had such a a busy year working with people and I've had to um really tend to my nervous system in that space and especially with Pluto transiting um well Pluto in my first house and the south node literally right on top of my Pluto in the first house it's like it—I I haven't been able to to like bypass anything or escape anything. So it's been such a, a powerful lesson in embodiment and not abandoning self and, you know, tending to my parts, needing, um, what they need at the time and just allowing that to be what it is. And there's, yeah, there's so much of that, um, like ownership of, of my patterns and my, the different things that, I've seen as patterns specifically within, uh, in relationship. Cause I've had this like four year, let's see, when did I separate from my, from my husband? Wait, no, you
1: haven't been with him for four years. Have you? No, Has it been no. Four years already. No, no. Oh my no. God.
0: <laughs> it could be, honestly, I don't even know what time is anymore, but no, wow. with my, with my ex-husband, it was 2018. So, um, how, what year is it? 22 yeah, so four years. We're all
1: carry the one, yeah, the two, yeah,
0: all fingers. But
1: like, even
0: like a like a big twelve year cycle closed too for yeah. me, and and specifically within relationships because I've had this like deep core wound around abandonment, and I had to mm. follow that you know through all the way down and where it originates from, and um, I I work with a lot of women who have an abandonment wound that we yeah. get to dive into and. What's interesting about that wound is that it's actually the abandonment of self, which is the pain point. And so, where um, what what that requires is like the ownership of that. You know, otherwise you just keep perpetuating the.
1: That I felt that in my stomach, the abandonment of self. Yeah,
0: it's it's the it's like a perpetual, um, reigniting of that of that core wound. Well,
1: and you think like
0: as a female, I mean, when have we not done that? Literally we're conditioned to like, there's, I mean, I don't know any structures in our Western world that, that support p- empowerment, uh, you know, like,
1: uh-huh. and I don't mean
0: like empowerment. I mean, like true empowerment, yeah. like your self-love, power. self-care, self-love. like, yeah. yeah,
1: like go, yeah. Just like literally like, <laughs> trying to go back to a way that we have never been set up to even achieve, right? It's like yeah. you think of I mean I think of my childhood. I'm sure you can think of your childhood where it was just sort of like, you know, you don't do this, you don't do that. It's like so much of just giving away of our power, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so that reclamation of that and then like you said that like
0: it's oof. a mother wound. It, it is a mother wound. It's the yeah. mother wound within us and within our, you know, with our mothers and I've noticed we ever like either swing one way, which is, um, those like maladaptive strategies of, of abandoning self or the opposite direction, which is like a total disconnection from the feminine because they don't want to be mm-hmm. in that, in that cycle. Cause they saw it with their mother so much. And so it's very, yeah, it's been very fascinating to look at that. And the reparenting and mothering part for me has been so huge, but it's, um, yeah. It's been a a big year. I mean, yeah. I mean, so two wild.
1: years. I mean, last year was oh. a freaking girl. You've been, you've been like Buffy, the vampire slayer. Like last year. was. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that. I do. Slaying oh my demons. God. I forgot to tell you, sorry. Side note, you guys, I got to drop this in my niece, my brother's oldest daughter. I just spoke to her. You're going to die. She has two kittens one's name is Gemini. The other one's name is Freya. Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> that is I was like, so where cute. did you come up with those two things? I need to know because first of all, you have, well, no, she does have a lot of European in her blood, but yeah. I was like, I'm like, but I didn't even think she was even into, you know, astrology yeah. or any of these things, but she goes, Oh, I'm obsessed with Nordic goddesses. And, and I'm like, what a you, little need do, you need to pull up your ancestry and see yeah. like, what's going on in your so mom's cool. side. Well, I mean, we do have a lot of European in my side too, my dad's side, but, but yeah. Anyways. So wild. Really, really wild. Yeah. It's so cool. Oh my um, gosh. But anyways, yeah. So just like navigating this last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: um, we'll see what's, what unfolds in next year, you know, it'll yeah. be, um, I mean, we're always guided where we're meant to go. So it's exactly,
1: exactly. And that's really, that. you know, I think that too is, you know, for us to be in a place in our lives where we can honor that, I mean, is incredible, mm-hmm. right. Where we can say, you know what, I just need to take care of this for a while, or I need mm-hmm. to like not be recording a podcast for a while, or I need to not be seeing you know, it like, because that's just not the way that I was raised you know? Well, oh no. Yeah. We were raised to disassociate and just, you yeah. Know, or just push through. Yeah. It's like work, 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 work really hard, 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 you know? And it's just, yeah. and I'm, I'm very fortunate, you know, that I get to live this beautiful life, but it's not something that I ever would have imagined for myself 10 years ago. I'm like, no, I'm going to stay at the same job. Like I was, that's where I was. I was like, yeah. I was going to be at the orthodontist office for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah. So I know I'm, I'm so sorry. grateful for you, this, this platform, like yeah, everything same. that we've built. Um, I mean, whoever you guys are, you guys are amazing. I can't believe you guys are still here. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Like I look at our numbers <laughs> sometime and I'm like, you know, like when did we celebrate our
0: 20,000?
1: The beginning downloads? of the year. We're already at 29. I know. And you know, what's wild is we took a lot of breaks last year and this year. And for some reason that little like Spotify rap thing said that this was the best year we've ever had. We've had the most downloads, the most new listens, the most shared I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) I know. I'm like, But you you know what? I think that people are really loving, um, these like little 30 minute episodes. Yeah. I really think it is. This one won't be 30, but we'll split it up. And I know this is going to be longer because we, it's been a while since we've been able to sit down and record together, but might be a three-part series. I don't even know how long we are recording for three parts would work too. (laughs) Milk it for that. Yeah. I know. But
0: But anyways,
1: it's been, mm -hmm. um, so fun to catch up with you and just talk all the things and I love you and I miss you. you. And you guys, thank you for this beautiful year.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah. I feel so grateful for, for you, for this platform, for incredible listeners who are, you know, I think we know a lot of them, but there are a lot of them we don't know. So reach out, let us know who you are. We'd love to hear from you. And I get people every day who, um, are like, Oh, we, you know, I listened to the podcast and you know, it's just like, it's such a gift. So, I know. Thank you. Yeah, it really,
1: really is. And, um, if this doesn't inspire you to share your voice, I don't know what does. Uh, Cause oh it's been, I mean, this is not something we were either one of us were very comfortable with in the beginning. And yeah now look at us,
0: <laughs> look at us now,
1: look at us now, guys, we're <laughs> professionals. <laughs> We are Look at video us. professionals. Yeah.
0: We have video content. I keep forgetting that was on. I was like, Oh, good. I know.
1: But, but anyways, thank you guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.
0: <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with friends and family, and follow us on Instagram. For more details on this episode, please see the show notes. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.